Hi, <laughs> welcome to the talk comics to me. I'm a uh, champ, Champenstein, Mayamo, chomp, Champenstein. Chomp, chomp. I was gonna do the Greek one, but I'll just say hello. I am Heather Headfield because I don't remember how to say my name is uh, in Greek. <laughs> I just know the color. Togedama. <laughs> what color is that? It's not. It's just the color. Oh, or no, the- no, no. Sorry, the letter. Oh, okay. The letter. It's okay. the letter. Omega. <laughs> oh, or Omicron. Uh, so we're here. It's Thursday. We have gotten so distracted for absolutely no reason whatsoever. But yeah, we we were gabbing like friends that haven't seen each other for years, and we saw each other this morning. So yeah, and basically all this week. So yeah, every every day. Okay, yeah. So who knows what's wrong with us? But we do. We do know what's wrong with us. We're here to talk about comics. That's what's wrong. Uh. You take it away. Yeah, I'm going to take you it away. You do it. I'm going to start with this weird book. This is Frank at Home on the Farm. This is issue number three. It's a first printing. <laughs> I didn't know that it said that on the back. That's interesting. Um, so this story is about a man named Frank. He comes home after the war to his family's farm. His family is missing. He can't get anyone to tell him what had happened to him because everyone in town is doesn't know who he's talking about. Okay. He starts That's hearing um, animals talking at night and he thinks that he's losing his mind like ptsd uh turns out he's not there are animals actually talking and this is the issue where they like have full-on conversations with him and he is losing his mind it's hilarious to me because there's one scene let me find it it it's so it's very strange but it like it works for the book Mm -hmm. this this part cracked me up because this pig is sitting there at the table and he slowly backs himself into the cupboard (laughs) and just closes the door yeah Yeah, that's good it's it's so good so this pig uh is essentially like the leader of all the animals on the farm he is talking to him and saying there's there's something happening we need your help you're the only one who can really like understand us or the only one who listens to us um, turns out that the pig is not who he says he is because the cow is like, yo, don't listen to the pig. Pig doesn't know what's going on. He's just trying to trick you. So this is happening. There's like a war between the animals on the farm mm-hmm. and the humans in the town are trying to find who's setting places on fire. Um, there's a, apparently a bunch of men in the town aren't there is what I think is going on. Um, it's very strange, um, but there's a lot of moving pieces in this story, and Frank is a central part of what is potentially happening. Um, hold on. Family men. Barely a man between 20 and 45 left in the town. We lost so many. They don't explain what happened to him. So they're trying to find someone who is within that age range who is new in town. So... They're slowly making their way to Frank, thinking that he has something to do with what else is going on mm-hmm. in the town. Um, I, I have said this for both of the previous issues. This book is so weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Megatron decided to pick now to eat his food, even though we I've been here for... Oh, almost two hours now. I've been here for almost two hours and he didn't eat anything during that period of time. So anyway, 
Frank at Home on the Farm, issue number three. This is a scout book. I'm not sure how many issues there's supposed to be. I feel like it was solicited as four originally, but I just don't know how they would tie everything that's going on up in four. So hopefully it goes on longer. I want to know what's going on with the pigs. <laughs> it's just, it's a really, really weird book. It's so strange. And I don't know, honestly, who I would recommend it to. Because, like, I am I like it, but it's also, like... I just like how weird it is. Yeah. Because I don't really understand what's happening, but it's just... Yeah, that first that first issue, because I, I got that first issue of it. Mm-hmm. I have it, like, in a pile of stuff to give away. Uh, it was really strange. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, like, not like it, but it was one of those things where it was, like, out of the all of the things I have, is right. this the thing I really want right now? <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's exactly what it is. It's it's just... It's, <laughs> it's just so strange. <laughs> All right, so then I have a pantomime. This is issue number five. Um, this is just about a group of kids who use sign language. They have different disabilities where they need to use sign language. Sign language, and uh, main big bad came back from jail. Has been making them do heists, and this okay, is kind of like, just like wrapping up the story. I, I believe wrapping up the story because we're kind okay. of coming to like where the, our main character is talking to the police. Like it's a whole it's a whole thing. Um, really, really, really good story. I honestly I don't know I don't know what I was expecting going into this. I think I was just kind of like oh, I think this is like an interesting idea and. Every issue, like, the pacing is just so fucking good, dude. Like, it's just so good the way it, like, reveals itself and, like, the hand that's coming about is mm-hmm. just, like, really great. The art also is just so good. Just the way they... Yeah. I really like the art in it. And just the way they use sign language and the hands to really, like, express talking. And, like, you know, because that is the way they are talking. So mm-hmm. it's just really cool. The colors are really great. I just... 100% this book is blown me away honestly i've i've enjoyed every single issue after after the first issue i was like okay this is this is all right but like it just keeps going and it's just hitting all of those like really great notes thank you i love it no i'm i'm very excited to uh get around to reading it because you have sung the high praises about this book since the very beginning yeah i just don't know like something about it just like really really draws me in and it like i i guess i like a good heist but yeah you do love (laughs) i do like a good heist but it's just also like the way it's put together and it's just not it's not cheesy i think is what i really enjoy Mm -hmm. about it and it's just like very the tone is like very lighthearted at 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 the same time of just being very like serious Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just like all these kids quite a bit (laughs) I, I know that, like, any stories like this that you read where there's a group of kids, you do become attached to them. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I definitely have, like, characters that I like more mm-hmm. than others. And I just, I don't know. I feel like everything is going to end up, like, okay, but I'm afraid of, like, what okay means. Yeah. You, you that, know. Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes sense. Because it's, like, the end of the story and things are situated. But, like, is it going to be a happy ending that you want for them? Or is no, it just, no, like... No, I honestly, yeah. like, it's going to be... I think it's going to end on, like, a high note. But I think 
there is going to be something that kind of just like you know like one of those things where somebody's stabbing at you yeah oh yeah and you're like avoiding all of them and then one of them's just like a really good one just hits yeah it's like and that's like how books go books (laughs) uh so now we have alien this is issue number one uh Heather and I were just talking about this just because I didn't want to, like, surprise this on her and have her say that she did not like it. This book was great. Yeah. This book was really, really good. I'm kind of irritated at how much I enjoyed it because I I wasn't expecting to enjoy it at at all. all. Yeah, same. Yeah. None. My level of just, like, readiness for it was absolute zero. I just, because I saw, like, some of the preview art and I just... I really, like I told you earlier, like, I usually normally like LaRocca art. Yeah, there's just something off about it. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what step of it, like, just seems off, but yeah, like I told you, it just seems stiff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, when characters are screaming, it doesn't feel like that, like, it doesn't feel like they're screaming, it just feels like they're just, like, frozen in time Mm -hmm. doing things. But otherwise, the story itself is really interesting. It takes place after uh, the second Alien movie. See, I didn't, I didn't know that. I was going to ask you about that because I, I know that, or actually, I guess I didn't know. I they just talk didn't about realize it the, first, the, the beginning, the, yeah. the alien, the intro right. page right, right, with right, the right. title. See, and I had, I had read that. I just wasn't sure, like, yeah. So it where, takes, yeah, yeah, it takes place after the second alien movie. Okay. I have seen the, a couple of the movies. I'm just not too familiar with it. That's why I, I was know. yeah. That's why I was going to ask you because I I knew the characters were significant. I knew like the situation was, but I didn't know mm. how. I didn't know like if I had missed something. But okay, it's after the second movie. That makes sense. I watched uh, Alien versus Predator like a million times, so I love that movie. Was it versus Predator? Yeah. Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I just keep keep thinking of Jason versus Freddy too, which I also watched that movie a million times because they're so dumb. Anyway, that's, um, like, the only alien movie that I know anything about other than, like, characters from the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really great story. It just kind of, like, builds on characters you're, you don't really know besides mm-hmm. necessarily Bishop. Right. Um, and it's, it's kind of just, like, a father-son story right at the moment. We'll see what the fuck happens. That cat was my favorite. Basically, environmentalist group, but not environmentalist group. And I, I kept saying this: environmentalist group, anti-capitalist group, anti-corporation group, anti-government group, whatever. It's just a group Bre- of white activists. Yeah, white activists break into a place they don't know anything about, and they just basically probably unleash an alien and destroy the, the earth, possibly. Yeah. Just like, That's accurate. Just like in zombie movies. Yeah. Um, but with aliens. But the... I wouldn't, would, is, would you say he's like the leader or like heading up this operation? I would say he's... He's a member of this group. Yeah, I would say he's kind of, I don't know, not the leader, but being used by somebody. Right. It just sounds like... like it's unfortunate that the writer does play his partner like that. But it seems like he's being led on by baby a woman yeah i by, I, by, by the pussy i hated her in the first she's case. got a hell of an ass she 
Oh my god. Uh, she better after this book. The fact that she said called him baby twice in one page just really every time she says something to him it's just like hey baby yeah no it uh it really does just play into a stereotype a little yeah a little too hard but basically the the guy is the son of someone who was on a previous mission and battled the aliens the xenomorph sorry yeah sorry whatever um but yeah i i really enjoyed it i i the beginning page where you see all of them. That was, that was pretty sick. This was the coolest page to me. Yeah, same. Um, Aliens is, aren't bad in this. Just the people are. Right. But, I mean, like, even the, the, the pages where they're within, like, the flashbacks mm-hmm. or whatever, the, the colors in it were just really, really, really good. I just have, you know, my facial expression thing. Um, that was my only problem with yeah. it. Otherwise, it just seemed like... Like I said, yeah, they just look <laughs> stiff. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I think it is worth a, a read, though, especially oh, yeah, if sure. you're a fan of that kind of story. 100%. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna continue? Yeah. Okay. I have Nomen Omen. This is issue number 13. There are two issues left. Um, Becky gets her heart back, and she somehow manages to not die with, like, a fail-safes, essentially, that she had set up previous to the battle with the king. Um, Because the king killed her, he took something from himself as well, so he has this wound that, like, he's immortal, but he has this wound that will never heal and it will always hurt him. Um, When Becky comes back to life, I don't know if she actually, like, died. I don't know the proper way of explaining it, but I'm just going to say when she came back to life... Um, she realizes that the king, when he had killed her, is taking over the world. He's spreading the his world into the human world and destroying them, pretty much. Um, and she gets help from this cute little bird. <laughs> it's right. a it's a bird man who is the king's brother. So, you I guess in the next two, the last two issues, we're gonna get a little history of his brother, and then she's gonna kill him. That's my theory, anyway. Um, I, I still love this story. The art is just so beautiful. Yeah, no, it's really good. I, uh, yeah, I just love it so much. And I'm, I'm excited to see, because, again, there's only two issues left, and I feel like it's doing a really good job of, like, winding down and closing up all the loose ends and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm really excited to see exactly how he's going to end this. All right. I, it's... I was pleasantly surprised by this book, and I think it's probably one of my favorite books, just because of, like, how, I don't know, the story weaves. It's like reading a fairy tale, but set in, like, modern times, so. All right, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it's it was very interesting. I just really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I did switch halfway through from cover A's to cover B's, because I thought the cover B's were just way cooler, yeah. and I don't regret it at all. Yeah, they are. It all started with that Chris Anka cover. I was like, done. Yeah, now I get it. Uh, so I have Bitterroot. This is issue number 11. This just came back from a pretty long hiatus. I honestly can't remember the last time. It's been, like, four months. I was, was, was going to say at least, like, six. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I read this issue going in being like, I'm probably not going to remember anything. But this does a great job of just, like, filling in everything that happens. So if you didn't, I guess, want to read 
any if you just wanted to jump in and like find a new book to read i think this would be like an interesting point to do that in bitterroot because it does like do a really good job of like explaining what happened in the other two story arcs as well as just like if you haven't read them making you want to go back and like check them out just because the story is really in depth but like i said just fills in those blanks kind of just does a since bitterroot follows the singari family it does it's broke this issue is broken up into parts showing what they're doing right now after the Gino and the God, what are they called? Uh the Inozod. Which I it, love that art so much. Yeah, the art is so good in this book. The colors too, they're just like really, really, really great. Um sorry. Uh in Zondo. Sorry. Close enough. In Zondo. Uh, they're two different types of kind of like demons caused by like fear, anger, sadness, and just the Inanzandu are very much created by sadness, and then that's just been driven to anger. Um, just a really great, great story. It's uh, set in 1925. When uh, was the uh, like first arc? When did that take place? I know it was like around the same time. Yeah, it, it, at the exact, I think probably like a year before that. Okay. So this is, this is only supposed to be like six months. Okay. After that. Yeah. Okay. After the like whole first first and second story arc. So this is no time has really passed. But it's just it's so good. It's really really great. Yeah, and the art is really interesting. It just fits with the story so well. Huge fan. Yeah. I I would suggest this book to. I think I'm I mean, pick kind up that trade. Kind of anyone, because it is just kind of like a... It's a very informative story. Like, yeah, it, there's been a lot of things Yeah, there's learned. been a lot of information. I mean, the single issues are great, too, because it does have, like, those little... Uh, what was the summer one called? I can't remember. Uh, Red Summer? Red Summer. That issue was so fucking good. Yeah, that yeah. Issue. I did read that and one. And the horrible part is that I learned about the Red Summer yeah. via a fucking comic book and then just felt like a stupid idiot I mean, you for could... so long. It's just like... I had only known about it because of uh, Wikipedia and just hitting random article. Like... Yeah, it's just like... Absolutely. Otherwise, bullshit. yeah, I wouldn't have known about it either. But that's what I mean. Like, it's very informative. Yeah, like I know it you've does. learned like so many things from it mm-hmm. that you've just like mentioned. Yeah, and I mean, and yeah, those there are articles in the back written mm-hmm. by uh, people of color or black and just indigenous and people of color. Like, it's just it's a great book. It mm-hmm. has like yeah, you said a lot of information. It's just like it's just stupid stuff. Everybody should just know right. anyway. But just I mean, history that we should not be like. It's stuff that gets left out because it has nothing to do with the people who wrote the history. Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole nother yeah, whole nother thing. We'll dive into some other we'll, we'll terrible make a time comic about that. Yeah. Everything that was left out of comics. Yeah. Or history. History. Not comics. A comic about history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we have haha. It's this piece this of This is Haha. Um, here it is. It's a clown. Yeah. We, a mime, uh, A actually, mime, sorry. actually. Yeah. So we should not be... Mimes even, aren't technically clowns. And we should not even be saying words right now. Uh, <laughs> Dang it. It didn't pop like it was... <laughs> I was like, mm. Okay. Nope, let's mime it. Ready? Uh, so we were shorted issues on Haha, which is why we don't have it. But we work at a comic book shop, so we were able to read it. Uh, this issue, every issue of Haha ha is writ- written by, uh, god damn it, 
W M. Wait, it's Maxwell. I can't remember. W Maxwell Price. Yeah. Right? W, yeah. W, w Maxwell Price. Okay. I believe. I just broke out of my mind. I'm sorry. Uh, well, because uh, I needed help. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just... And if we're if I'm wrong, I promise I'll just come back and put a thing on here. Uh, so everyone's written by him, but every artist is different. It's a different story every time. All about clowns. This issue doesn't... It's also about a clown. I guess it's about a mime, which is not a clown, apparently. Uh, but no words, just art. It's really great. Heather and I talked about it earlier uh, after we read it. And it just reminded me of kind of just like a silent like cartoon where you just kind of like heard the music in the background of your like head and just did it yourself. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to explain what this issue is about without giving away the full story. It's just about a mime trying to make money to pay rent. Yeah, basically. And there's a robot in there, but that's like... It's really good. I really, really love this issue. Um, yeah, it was more, a lot of fun. Yeah, though, especially since I little, had a little bit of time to sit on it. Um, I The second one, obviously, that we discussed was the best, but it was just a lot compared to this one. Mm-hmm. This one is just like, if you need two minutes out of your day to just feel good, just read it. It's yeah. cute. It's and like, also awful at the same time. Yeah, no, the end is just... And that's how I feel about a lot of, like, his work. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of his work is just, like, the beats are just, like, so fucking sideways, dude. It's, like, because it has it's a- like just dark and, gr- like, not gritty isn't the right word, but it's dark and then just, like, joyful. Like, every single, like, even Ice Cream Man. It has a good way of, like, masking what it truly is about mm-hmm. with, like overtones of just being happy and i i think that's what i like so much about it is i just feel like every time i come out of one of his books i'm just like feels like somebody just fucking punched me in the face and yeah the but you're like smiling when it happens because it's like all these mixed emotions and i think that's why he's so good at those types of mm-hmm. stories it just creates like a weird weird world yeah because imagine if they were just like an anthology like movies oh yeah no and that's I what i love would, love about yeah. it is because i just don't think like, I love I love horror anthologies. Mm-hmm. Are there any good horror anthologies? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I don't really think so. Maybe like one, but even then, like Holiday, not all the stories are Holidays good. Holidays is probably the best horror anthology mm-hmm. I think I've ever seen. Which one was that? It's the is one, that the newest one, like a newer one. I think it's. I feel like it's a few years old, but it's the horror anthology that is literally just about like different holidays. See, I'm trying. I, I feel like I'm pretty definitely sure I've seen that movie. Yeah, because I... I'm, it's like, out of all of the horror anthologies I've seen, I feel like it's one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, I... Let me see. I'll find the... I'll find the... Okay, because I know there was, like, last um, October when we did the, the horror movies, um, there was... I watched several anthologies, and I remember there was two of them. Like, one of them was that um, international, like, folk horror one. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that one. It wasn't necessarily... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, I know exactly which one that is. I love that one. That was the one I was just thinking of. Um, but I couldn't remember if it was Holidays. I just remember, is that the one with the baby coming out of his dick? I don't, I can't remember. I see, I'm like, I watch so many anthologies that I keep getting them mixed up. But like, I do remember that because I remember the cover. It was good. I, he should just do movies. 
because I would I be pleasantly surprised I don't, at I don't, how good they like, are. I feel like yes and no. I feel like there's just something about them being comics yeah. that's so much better. Well, I mean, better. if he was, like, no one else was to yeah. take his vision and do it. Like, I feel like they would be so good to watch. But that's what's cool about those comics is every single issue is something different. Yeah. But it's like... It's what I needed from horror movie anthologies. And so yeah, it's the best horror ma- movie anthology yeah. pull off that we've seen. Even yeah, even though I dropped off Ice Cream Man for like you know personal reasons. That's what we should do for October this year: is read one of his issues of a horror. I mean, and watch a movie, of course. But like, read one of his chapters from like one of these series every day of October if there's enough by then. Yeah, we'll see. There should be. I just I- think that'd be fun, and then write an essay. I'm just kidding. I don't have time. It could be a, the talk comics like month of October, <laughs> Halloween, spooky, whatever. It's okay. I watch horror movies every day. Look, I watched this one last night called Becky with Kevin James as a Nazi. It was terrible. All right. Go but on. the little girl was great. Talk um, about your book. <laughs> okay. This is, um, I keep getting the words mixed up, Cold Dead War. This is a uh, George C. Romero. <laughs> I just snapped myself. Uh, this is George C. Romero. This, of course, like any classic Romero, is a zombie story. Uh, this is about a man who, I think it's World War II. Yeah. During World War II, he was a fighter pilot and stuff. Um, he lost his entire crew or whatever. Um, let me see. His aircraft was called Cold Dead. I was seeing like where, if mm-hmm. it would say where they were. Anyway, um, he was the captain of a... Captain? Pilot? I don't know military terms when it comes to that kind of stuff. Anyway, he has a crew. They all end up dying. This takes place five years after the war. He's in this small town. Um, He's on a farm doing his thing, hanging out. Um, A woman from the military comes and is like, hey, we need you for something. And he's absolutely not. I will not go with you, woman in the pink pantsuit. Um, She's like, well, I'll tell everyone your secret. The secret is... His crew didn't actually die. It's not like a twist or anything, so it's not like I'm giving anything away because it's a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, flick, you knew it was going to happen. His crew is still alive. They are in the uh, cellar of his house, and he is feeding them, but they're, like, talking and stuff to him. Like, they're still his friends. They're just, like, prisoners in his his cellar eating pigs. (laughs) It's uh, It's weird. As with, like, most of the weird books I've gotten today, uh, it's very strange. But I am a fan of Romero and zombie stories and stuff, so I did add this because it is only four issues, I think. But there's not really anything that they could do in this that would be shocking or surprising. Mm -hmm. It's just a Romero thing that I'm reading, just for fun. I have no expectations. (laughs) understandable yeah that's how i go into most zombie things yeah it's like there's there's nothing new or exciting about this yeah it's just a zombie story all right so i have harley quinn this is issue number six this is or i'm sorry this is bat batman white knight presents harley quinn my bad (laughs) sorry Uh, book book six it's uh wrapping up the story is there going to be eight? No, this is it. That's it? That's oh, okay. It. I'm okay. done. I am done with this story. Okay, good. I, I read all of it. Harley Quinn gets a new suit. She... It's cute. ...does or does not join the Gotham Police Department or whatever the fuck it's called. 
This book one? book fucking loves cops. I'm gonna flip through it. I need to see how much they love cops. I don't think you'll understand. Well, I like how these kids are riding the dogs. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I honestly, like, I just don't particularly, as I've said before, like this story. I don't think it's bad, necessarily. I just don't think it's something that I enjoy. That's all I really want to say about it. Can I uh, bear my soul, too, for a minute here? No. (laughs) I don't have much time. Um, it was just going to be a quick thing. I think I like clowns so much because anytime that Joker is portrayed, he has a large nose. And I think as a person with not a small nose, it's it's nice to see the representation of a clown with a nose. We did this, not read this. No, this actually, we did not read this um, because of our personal feelings on NFTs. Uh, so... If you don't know what an NFT is, it's basically digital art resold. Um, I guess not even art. You can take screenshots, tweets, whatever. Sell it digitally to multiple people. And it doesn't even need to be yours. You can just just take a screenshot of somebody else's shit and make it an NFT. And then also they destroy the world. Yeah, I actually had to, I, I don't know anything about this. Um, I would say for someone who is a millennial and raised in like the internet age, I don't know very much about anything. I had to Google what an NFT was and I don't know how to pronounce it. I thought it was like some sort of mushroom, like we had discussed. I mean, honestly, you can do whatever you want to do, but I personally can't support anybody who is willing to do an NFT just because of the like amount of Earth that is destroyed, um, it's equal to, like, what happens with Bitcoin. Like, it's just not, it's not good. It's yeah. just not great. And it seems like a really weird, I keep using this word, but it seems like a really weird flex. Like, no one cares. Yeah. You well, know, and it's, it's just, just like, it's more harm than good. And it just seems strange that that would be something that you decide to do as, like, an artist. Or yeah, I mean, I guess I get the peel. I get, guess I get the peel, but at the same time, I I absolutely don't. Like, yeah, I, I saw like a a thing, a tweet, I guess that was basically talking about like how people didn't have access to art, but like you know, houseless people aren't going to be buying NFTs, right? So like that argument is basically invalid there, like. The people who are going to be buying NFTs have the money to buy NFTs. Right. So it's just... And the fact that they're buying that instead of actual pieces of, like, art. I was reading somewhere that one of them sold for more than an original Monet, which just blew my mind. Well, it, And it was just, like, a Logan Paul trading card. <laughs> who? 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 Yeah. What has he done? <laughs> It's just, uh, it's a whole load. I mean, like I said, <laughs> feel how you want to feel. We'll feel how we want to feel. We will decide not to support artists or yeah. people who do that sort of thing. So, you know, that's that's us. That's us. Yeah. I actually did drop all of my Matt Kent books. I was, like, very disappointed. It sucked. Because for the most part, I I do enjoy Matt Kent books. Usually when I'm like, oh, it's a Matt Kent book, I'll, fuck yeah, sign me yeah. up. Yeah, I think this was one of the only ones that i'd read yeah for me it's just like he usually pairs with like an artist i really like like it's just i don't know it just sucks Mm -hmm. whatever 
I'll talk about uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, sure. Okay. Tell tell our fans about me going potty. <laughs> Look, I said it in a nice way. It was polite. I'm gonna go take a piss. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna talk to you about uh, Harley Quinn, the first issue. Um, I do not actually have the physical copy of it because I read it at the shop. Um, because we had just one copy left and I was just really curious to see what it was about. And I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, so I think I'm going to read the second one, but it's basically, it takes place after Joker war. Obviously, um, Harley is trying to atone for the things that she's done over the, however long, um, she has a list of people that she's going to, to, you know, apologize and do what she can to make it right. Um, she's kind of working with, Batman um but she's not doing well in terms of like living situation like financially any of that kind of stuff um and I feel like she is kind of dealing with the aftermath of the Joker wars um emotionally too um I don't know it it was just it was very interesting um and the the citizens of Gotham as well are dealing with what had happened then to uh anyone who is uh, clown-ish or whatever who they recognized during that whole time who was who had sided with Joker they're kind of doing their own thing to get rid of them so Harley is also helping Batman with that um but she, you know she still dresses the way that she does but she's trying to get on the payroll so that she can get money because again she is really struggling she like the the apartment that she's living in is just like garbage she broke in through a window to get in like it's just she's not doing well so she's trying to do she, things to you it broke in through the bedroom window mm-hmm. that's her car in the front yard you got me there i was like no she doesn't have a car she walks everywhere you know mm. that was good that was real good <laughs> anyway harley quinn uh issue number one do you remember the artist's name on that? Uh, God. Uh, Ramoso. Riley Ramoso. Okay. Or um, Ramoso. Ste- Some, something like that. See, I didn't know what their name was. Um, Stephanie Phillips writes it. This guy does the art for it. Um, I think we had discussed this previously because um, she had done the little short story of Harley in Urban Legends, and it was surprisingly good. So I think Ros- this is... Rosmo. Rosmo? Yep, Riley Rosmo. Um, art was incredible. It was like, it was colorful and like just, it fit what the story was supposed to be. And the more I talk about it, the more I realize that I actually, I, I think I really liked that first issue. Which, that, that just like <laughs> shocked me. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but I think it was just mostly because the team that worked on it, it feels like this is what Stephanie Phillips is supposed to be writing. I think that mm. she captures Harley really well. So, again, I am going to check out the second one, so I will let you know how it goes. But the first one, I mean, if you're a fan of Harley, if you liked the even the short story that was in Urban Legends, yeah, check sure. it out. Because it, it was just, it was a real quick read. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that Urban Legends story was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was which really is lighthearted. Why, yeah, which is why I wanted to know what you thought about mm-hmm. that book in particular. Just because I, yeah, she really did nail that Yeah, well. it was, I had a really good time with it, so... I know. I said it was nothing too exciting, but I also just said I'm as I'm talking about it more, I'm realizing that I actually did really like it. I kind of like sat with it for a little bit and I did, Patrick, I did tell you I like the art. So I wasn't lying about that. Yeah. I think sometimes like with comics though, it does take a minute. Like 
And I think sometimes, too, the character, like, you know, you don't necessarily like Harley Quinn. I think sometimes that, like, plays into that, like, right. Like, did I like this story or was it, like, I'm just not connected with this, like, particular character or I don't care for this character? Yeah, and I think that's what it was because the only other Harley story that I really enjoyed was that Harleen, mm-hmm. that three-issue ones, but it, and it's a completely different feel. So I think when I went into this one, I wasn't sure what to expect because Harley's just kind of, like, a whatever character oh, yeah, to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, wow, that's ruthless that's my nickname (laughs) i don't deserve to have that thrown back at me (laughs) ah can you talk about stray dogs now okay so uh stray dogs dogs murder detective dogs i don't know uh that's basically a man who's been murdering people collects their dogs he's been going to dog parks and meeting people and then taking their dogs and it's the dogs trying to solve the murder it's i love that yeah it's been great like honestly like i said i wasn't sure if i'd like this this has been just like a fucking killer killer book i love it sorry i just imagined all three of our dogs teaming up to like investigate crime (laughs) and i got so excited about it uh, but it's just, like, the art is so great, the colors, like, this book does a really great job of, like, crediting all of the people who do the art, because why not? Yeah, uh, no, the art reminds me of, like, Oliver and Company. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. I I can't say enough good things about this book. It's something I jumped into without, like, kind of thinking I would enjoy it, and it's just, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a horror book a horror book i would just say like i said it's like a a mystery book like i just really like the reveals i really like the tones it's setting would it be like a thriller yeah for sure oh yeah for sure yeah i could definitely say that yeah cool i love that yeah because the dogs like there's a whole point where the dogs are in the situation where they're like trying to make sure the owner doesn't catch them because they're in a place where they definitely should not be because that's where all of the fucking trophies are right and so (laughs) i love this i'm gonna have to read it yeah so it's just like one of those things that it's so good it really is a lot of like i don't want to say a lot of fun because that's not the right word it's just as a reader it's fun it's yeah as a reader it's fun and it's also intriguing Mm -hmm. like the way like you weave this story together with animals is really great you know it's like i said it's something that could come off like just really fucking bad Mm mm-hmm like, just not good. And it just, like, sells itself right away. It's real strong. Like I said, just real solid book. I have not, like, out of these two issues, have not been disappointed. Just have been absolutely, like... Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love the dogs. I'm going to send the writer pictures of my dog because I... <laughs> I, my if dog you is don't like, write Lizzie into the, one of these issues, even though it's probably already like at that point, she would we'll be so it. interesting to like read a comic about too. Like oh, just home like watching a, the Scorpion she has that King like, face. Yeah, she has the perfect dog face for that. That's very true. That's why I was saying like, if our dogs like investigated crime, I feel like she would be the no nonsense like leader because she's she always just looks so like stoic. It's funny because I really wonder what Wendigo would be. Because, like, Megatron would definitely be just, like, the protector. Mm-hmm. Like, he would try to protect all the big dogs, even yeah. though he doesn't know. 
That, oh my god. I love this so far. Um, so, Patrick, get at us. Yeah. Let us know what Wendigo is. Uh, we're going to continue talking about actual comic yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. This is something uh, to think about, though. Yeah. Uh, so, we have Batman. This is detective comics. So, you're probably just like, what the fuck is happening? Neither of these people have ever read detective comics. We read comics. 1,033 <laughs> issues of detective comics over the last few days just so we could talk about this specific one. Just I kidding. am not a liar, and Just, I will not say that I did that. Uh, I had my fingers crossed, so... This um, is... This at least... Did, I didn't read the Robin story because it was I like... I didn't either. You need to... It didn't say I needed to read, but I figured I probably would want to read part one of this. Mm-hmm. So I did not read it, but art's great. This and is, the yeah, Robin no, story. I, I, really, I really enjoyed the Robin story. I wasn't... I didn't realize, like, I knew the art had changed, obviously, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was, like, a separate story. I just thought that... Aw. I love that. Wendigo's the the dumb eye candy, which... What a, what a perfect group. Yeah. She's great. She's the blonde. <laughs> She's the baby. The secretary? <laughs> the the baby and the alien. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so, so the, yes. No, go, go, go ahead. Um, no, this is, I was just saying, this is the follow-up from the Dark Detective, uh, Future State series that Mariko Tamaki. Yeah, but this is definitely not that Future State story. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's just, it was like a, like, this is what's happening afterwards. Like, um, it was supposed, like, it was supposed to be a a conclusion is how they originally solicited it, but it's not. Oh, no, because this is definitely, like, not the same Batman or world no this not is at all definitely like the james tinian like because the only reason i was like oh because the remnants from the joker War. yeah no and that's why that's the only reason i had added it was because it was originally supposed to be, be that, that but it's it's not that's what i was trying oh, to okay clarify. i was like yeah. i'm so confused yeah. no no <laughs> I was no, no, like, no heather did i not understand this book <laughs> no you did you did but that's why i was like explaining that because i had gone into it thinking that that's what it was supposed to be yes because it was the same team and then, you know, Dan Mora, like I had said, probably on every single episode that we record, in, I will read almost anything that Dan Mora does the art for. Oh, yeah, same. Doesn't same. matter. I am in love. <laughs> I'm in love with Dan Mora. I'm in love with Dan Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know what this man looks like, but his oh, art. Oh, I do. I follow him. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, can we talk about this? Stand by what I said. This which full spread page. Of Batman coming down and panels around him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Love this. Honestly, Dan Moore's Batman is probably one of my favorite Batmans I've yeah. seen. Can we like, talk about him digging in the friggin' Gotham sewers? Like, come on, my dude. Yeah. No, I just... Uh, I'm I glad just, I got this. I really like his Batman in, like suit and oh, like, yeah, the way just, his Batman just like looks in general. Oh, it's yeah, just, for like, sure. I love it. Like, I've never... I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. I don't, I don't know, like... It just looks really, really good. It's yeah. how I always imagined Batman was supposed to look. Yeah, I like, feel like Dan Mora, like, it's interesting because I've I've loved all of his work for a long time, for, like, a, like I guess a long time, like a few years now. Right. Uh, but one of these things is, like, seeing him on, like, a book like this has been really exciting mm-hmm. in a weird way. Yeah, because it's know. like, I would never pick up a fucking detective comic I would He's, never do he that. Sold it, like, and yeah, it's just like that detective, like the dark detective, really like he did just such a great job, and I just really do like. Uh, Jordy Bellard as the colors, mm-hmm. like that. Also, just like 
It's just a really good team. Yeah, it just does, like, fit so cohesively. And I did really like this story. I didn't think I would. Yeah, it was it was really good. I feel like that's the magic of Dan Mora, though, is, like, you know, I will read anything that he does the art for, but he's always teamed up with, like, such... I, good I writers. That, yeah, like, and he always has such good colors, yeah, too. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not going to say Dan Moore is not good at art, but I think that he has just, like, such solid colorists behind him that For just, sure. like, sell, like, you know, Tamara, like, Jordy, like, just, like... It always just... It looks It emphasizes, like, right. how good Yeah, it, and yeah, the neon colors are just always so good. <laughs> I could go on forever about how much I love him, but... Yeah, so I'll go on now. <laughs> yes, yes. Because otherwise we will be stuck on this absolutely all night. Forever. Uh, Remember the first four issues of Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> Don't take me back! Sorry, sorry. Uh, so I have issues 22 and 23 of Buffy. Uh, I, after a little mishap, I ended up getting these back. And just because I didn't... I know I had been, like, wishy-washy of putting this on my full file or taking it off, but I just I just really wanted to keep it on just to see what happened. And I... I had a bit of a crisis taking it off of my... It's one of those things where I think... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose it like this. It's kind of like the show where you have these arcs or these things that aren't... Like, you don't like and mm-hmm. you don't feel like fit the characters... But then you hit these, like, like paces of just being perfect. And I think that's how I feel about this comic, too. And I just, some issues hit real hard and, like, definitely hit right. And some issues just, like, are not quite what you want. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like a lot of, like, some of the issues, like, in the past have been a lot of filler. But I don't know. I just, like, I really do still enjoy it. Like, I like... Well, because at its core, it's Buffy. And yeah, and, I, th- and that, I think yeah. I am a sucker for Buffy, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but I also just, like, I don't know. I think there's something interesting about the twist they've done with this story and the way they've, like, the where, they, the where they've put people and the when they've put people. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, everything is very, very different. And I don't know if after they do these things, if they're going to try to, like, go into different realms of the same things or if they're going to choose to just like go off in their own direction Mm -hmm. because they've done that to an extent but they've kind of played into like stories and tropes that have already happened and i i would really like to see it kind of just like delve off and be itself you know rather than like just be kind of like okay we're bringing in things from like the buffy universe that you know like we're bringing in like like do an original story yeah because like, just like the characters even, are the same because even with like xander being like a vampire like his big bad is still kind of just like reminds me a little bit of uh fuck who was i thinking of when i was reading this earlier not really like the master but kind of the master or like kind okay. of just like a spike character the way he like tries to like jab at buffy like yeah. with things and, like, her connection with him or, like, I guess Evil Angel is probably one of the better ways to describe it. Just, like, without yeah, that, like, better, yeah. without that, like, romantic aspect to it. And, like I said here, they bring in, like, the Dark Willow thing. So it's just... They're just rewriting the show. Yeah, and it's fine. But I just, like, I would like to see them play their own hand because they've kind of been doing that. It's just, like, just... 
just do it full on. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with just making it your own. Especially since... Is Joss a part of that, or is it just, like... I, I honestly, I don't think I so, but I think... I think he's just credited yeah, as, like, I think his, created yeah. by... Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I agree, though. I think it would be really cool if they just did, like... These are the characters from the show, but here's something completely different that yeah, you've never seen before. Because they definitely tried to do that. They've played off of it. It's just, yeah, I just want, I want it to give me more. And I think that's the thing we've been talking about all of these issues. Yeah. I still don't think that's wrong. I think it's kind of giving me that more, but not enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm done talking about Buffy. Okay. So now we have Once in Future, Heather... Just uh, fast read this before work, so I'm not gonna really. Yeah, I we didn't. My copy was, I guess, technically damaged, so I don't have my own. So when I do get it, I'm gonna reread it. Um, but I just like flipped through it really fast, like yesterday morning, and I like I read it. I know like what happens, but I don't think I fully comprehended like all of the things that are happening. I just really. I really love Kieran. And this team is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. If they ever did any other book together, I would Oh, you know I how would much die. I love them. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely die because they're great. Kieran, Dan, and Tamara are just like I don't know, I think a, a beautiful team of people. <laughs> like there's I don't, what issue is this? This is 17. Yeah. Um for issue number I think it's the next one. Either 18 or 19, I cannot remember. The one in 25 cover, it's not a Dan Moore cover at all. I almost screamed at how good it was, and I I was this close to ordering it. It is so good. I'm just very excited about but it. Who is it? I, I can't remember who it was. It was just <laughs> like, it was the the one in 25. I saw it on previews when I was like looking okay. at the I'll variants and stuff out. yesterday, but it, it was like so good. I sat there for like 10 minutes, and I was like, Wendy, look at this variant. <laughs> Because I was totally. hoping she would be like, you don't need it. But she would just like, yeah, that's cool. You want I needed someone to tell me, like, you don't need it. But, like, I want it. Yeah, no. I want it so bad because yeah. it's, like, half of it is Duncan and the other half is, like, the knight. It oh. it just, it looks so good. Galahad? It's okay. so good. Uh, basically... Merlin plays his hand because Merlin's Merlin and Merlin's like, bitch, I've been playing you this whole time. He's a dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I know that I don't really know that much about like Arthurian stories, like honestly, short of like Indiana Jones and just like watching <laughs> yeah. like some, what the fuck was that movie in the 90s? <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That movie in the 90s, who, who was in it? That was all about Arthur and, like... I'm drawing a blank. I just keep thinking of Indiana Merlin, Jones now. And Merlin, I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the name of the movie or the fact that it was in the 90s. Uh, it's just one of those things that, like, my... <laughs> We'll talk shit all day long, dog. That's all we do is talk shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, my knowledge, very little. But I do know Merlin plays everybody. Now I'm like, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. So we'll have to look this up afterwards. We'll get back to you on it. Because <laughs> I can't think of what it is. Uh, you mentioned Indiana Jones, and that's all I can think about now. I know, and you have never really watched Indiana Jones. 
anyway, that's that's a whole discussion for another day. Enjoyable, great story. Don't really need to be like familiar with any of these sorts of stories. You can just jump in, do whatever the fuck you want. It's great. That's what I love about it. Grandma's nice. And by nice, I mean she's just <laughs> badass. I she's love like her. She's like a sassy British grandma who can shoot people with no regard. She reminds me of my grandma, but just like more... Pr- I'm not scared of her, if that makes sense. Like, I would just be stoked to know her. But that's it. I just... I love the grandma. All right. Uh, you want to... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I technically have X-Force. It did come out last week, but I had just gotten my copy yesterday. Um, Kid Omega is trying to figure out the the big monster or whatever who is going around terrorizing them. Um, it's scaring them. I don't want to I don't want to get too like into it because it's not important. I still really enjoy it. But there is one scene, which is why I wanted to talk about it, where um wolverine's like up in the kitchen and he's drinking his coffee and stuff and Jean comes in and she's just like baby (laughs) she doesn't actually say that i just imagine her saying that (laughs) she knows that he's been having trouble sleeping and stuff and he says really slick he's just like you don't mind my coffee breath do you she says just burps in her face (laughs) (laughs) that would have been way better no they get a little kiss and then, um, and then Scott comes in and they all three make out. No, that's why I'm telling this. He comes in and says, Gene, you ready for bed? And I was like, what about Logan? Where's the sandwich I've been waiting for this whole time? You're going to show me that they have doors to eat. Just show me them in bed. They can be fully clothed. I just want them in bed. I want Logan in the middle. Stop being pussies about this. Just give it to us. Give me my sandwich. Um, anyways, that's all I want to talk about. A beast has a stroke, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens too. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Does, okay. All right. Basically, all right. it's a, a mind mutant that is feeding on fears of the mutants. Because when Gene and Logan kiss, they both see something that's just, like, terrifying to them, but they can't explain it. So they just, like... Just, like, maybe this is because we kissed. Yeah, maybe this is because we aren't sharing a bed. This kiss, this kiss. I like that that's the song that you went to, and I was just immediately thinking of Six Pinks and the Wrencher, but you just went with, like, Faith Hill whatever. Whatever. Uh, I can go with either one. Yeah, no, they're both good. Like, 90s hits for sure, but... Oh. <laughs> one day. Uh, so I have Cable. This is issue number nine. Uh, I found out this is issue ending after issue number 12. I Yeah, I had seen that. I was going to ask you about that. I'm really bummed. I've... I can't believe how much I've really enjoyed all of this story... And I don't know, like, if it's, I think it's probably Phil Noto's art. I also think it's, like, just this really, like, human empathetic cable, too. Because that's really, like, one of the only ways to describe him. Because he is just, like, fumbling and silly, but he's also, like more caring than any other cable i think i've known it seems like he's the version of cable that hasn't experienced the hardships of life yet yeah and i think that's probably it that's probably the best way to describe it just just, as like like, an out 
cider. That's just mm-hmm. what it seems like. I just, I've really, I really love this story. And I am interested, like, I'm really interested to see how it gets wrapped up because apparently it was always supposed to be a short little run. Whatever. I'll take it. Um, I'm just, I'm bummed. I, like I said, I just really have enjoyed this. I, out of all of the X books, it looks su- so good. Surprisingly, this was the one that I've kept. Yeah, that is because it has been yeah. the one that, like, every single time I read it, I I have a great time. Like from the very fucking jump, like that first issue, like mm-hmm. really, I had a great time. It was really good. <laughs> and then it's just been really solid the way that like they've built the story. Even when they did X of Swords, it was really cool. I just. Yeah, I really do like it a lot. I'm really sad. Um, It's a book that I don't think I would normally suggest to people, but it would definitely be a book I would say, like... It's a good take on Cable. Yeah, no, it is a... if you're an X-Men fan. Yeah, it is definitely a great take on Cable, and I think it is, especially, yeah, if you're an X-Men fan, and especially if you're looking for a different book to read. And, yeah, Phil Noto's art just also is so good and totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Totally worth it. Uh, okay, so that's it. It's that's Thursday. It. We uh, actually kind of talked about all the stuff we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, Patrick, I may not be your best friend anymore, but you're still mine, so you're stuck with me. And I'll be your best friend no matter what. Yeah, it's nice how that works. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> thanks. like, now I can get back yeah. to my eating. Uh, so now, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we actually are going to record this Sunday, so we'll hopefully have a Buffy episode coming to you soon, babies. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to get gonna, it. We've been watching Buffy already, so be ready. Yeah. Um, anyway, we love you. Support your local comic book shops. Libraries. Libraries. I will. Uh, libraries. I haven't said that in a couple weeks. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So. Do good things. Support everyone. Yeah. Make good choices. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Please. We'll see you on the flippity flip. <laughs>